Bible to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. Let's get going. I'm ready if you're ready. Amen. Once again, last week we begin this because we know there's some things the Lord wants to put in us concerning what I preached Good Friday and Resurrection Day. Amen. So we can get a clearer picture of what he wanted you to receive from that message. Are you with me out here? So last week we began talking about it's all in the seed. It's all in the what? Seed. Once again, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. We read it once again. We read it before. But this time I want you to read it very carefully and make note of what you're reading. Make note of what you're reading. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. And it reads, being born again, not of what? corruptible seed but of what but of incorruptible now what is the seed by the word of God which what liveth and abideth for how long forever let's read it again being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the what by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever come on, I want this to get big on the inside of you come on, let's say that again being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. It does what? It lives and abides for how long? For how long? Forever. Is the word of God alive? It lives and abides for how long? Forever. Now turn to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. The word of God is alive. The Word of God is alive. It's not just some words on some pages. The Word of God is alive. Are you with me out there? If you don't understand that the Word of God is alive, you'll read it like a book. And it will not do anything for you. But if you look at these words and say, this is the Word of God, God talking to me as if he's face to face with me. Amen? Why? Because the word of God is what? It's alive. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4, it says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has what? Quicken us together with Christ by grace you are saved, and has raised us up together, made us sit together where? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he may show the exceeding riches of his grace, of his what? Grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace, somebody say grace, grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself, it is a what? It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, because you would boast if you thought you did something. Come on, say amen, somebody. Verse 10, for we are his what? Workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands that at that time you were without Christ. Somebody say I'm glad that ain't me anymore. 
Somebody better say that I'm going to do a, a mass altar call in here. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Once again, that at, at that time you were without Christ being aliens. You were an alien from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise having no hope and without God in the world. That's a sad person right there. A person without God in this world. A person trying to do things without God. Amen. But now, I like that butt. This is the only time a butt should be up. Other than that, sit on your butt. That's where it's supposed to be. It said, but now, what? In Christ Jesus, you were sometime were far off. You're what? You're made nigh by the blood of Christ. Somebody say, thank you for the blood. For he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall partition between us. Now, we're going to come back to this, but turn once again to Genesis 1, 26. Well, we started from the beginning. Genesis 1, 26. Now, when we read Genesis 1, 26 in the English Bible, amen, the English Bible that we have today, it leads the reader to think when it says, and God said, let us make man in our image. It leads the idea that God is talking about creating a man. Are you with me out there? It leads the idea that he's having a conference between himself, Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and they're discussing what they're going to do. But that's not what's happening in this verse. This is not about the Creator talking about a man. This is actually God creating the man. Come on, are you with me out there? Why? Because his lifeless body was just there. We know in Genesis 2, 7, we know the Bible says, and the Lord God what? It should be on the screen. I gave him the scripture. <laughs> and the Lord God formed man <laughs> from the dust of the ground. And you're online, you just go to your Bible. You'll give you time. Amen. The Lord God formed man from the what? Dust of the ground. So his lifeless body was just there. Amen. He was holding the lifeless body, what? With his hands, but it had no life in it at that time. And all he's doing is holding this body. Are you with me out here? And then in Genesis 1, 26, going back there, holding his body, God said, man, be. What's he doing? He was creating the man. He said, let man be what? In our image, after our likeness, and have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowls of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that what? Creep upon the earth. So God created man in his what? In his own image. And in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he what? Them. In other words, man, God wasn't so big, great, giant God, and man was a little itty-bitty thing. Man and God were standing face to face when God created man. So guess what? Man was the same size as God. He's made in his image. And after his what? Likeness. Amen? Now, go to Mark 4.14, because why? Those words that God spoke were word seeds. Somebody say word seeds. Those words that God spoke were word seeds. Word seeds. Say word seeds again. 
Here in Mark 4.14, it tells us that. What did Jesus here say, did say here? He said, the sower soweth the what? The word. So the word is seed. The word is what? Seed. Word is seed that is sown. Now, once again, turn to John 1.1. 1, 1. The word is what? The word is what? Come on, y'all got to talk back with me. It's not just me up here preaching, you know. The word is what? Seed. John 1.1. 1, 1. Once again, we looked at this because why? John saw this because God revealed this to him. God revealed to him what was happening in the beginning when God created man. Are you with me out here? Glory to God. It says, in the what? In the beginning. How did Genesis begin? How did Genesis 1-1 begin? Genesis 1-1 says what? In the beginning. So God revealed to John what happened in the beginning. Read this out aloud with me. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him. Stop. And all things were what? Made by Him. And we've seen that in Genesis. We've seen Genesis 1, all things were made by Him. All things were what? Made by Him. So that means if all things were made by Him, then all things were made by the Word. That makes sense to anybody in this room. All things were made by the Word. Well, listen to this. Come in. Well, we found out the word, the Hebrew root word for word is thing. And that's what we read here. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All of those words, I'm talking about all those beginning words when God said, light be. What happened? When God said, light be, come on, he, what did he do? He released a form and manifestation of his glory that had never been seen before. When he said what? Light be. Come on. What did he do? We found out he released matter. Somebody say matter. He released something you could feel. He released something you could touch. He released something you could see with your natural eye. That's why the angel said in Psalms 8, 4, he said, what is man? What is this thing that you just created? Come on, and you're, you actually have the nerve to be mindful of him? You got him on your mind? What is that? And then it says, and the son of man, that thou what? Thou what? Visit him. Why? They never seen God visit anything. They had never seen a man. They didn't know what a man was. They had never seen material matter before. Why? Because everything they had come in contact with was, was, before was what? Was all spirit. And now they're looking at all this thing, this material stuff, they're in awe saying, what is this he done done now? And we thought we'd seen it all. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. Now go back to John 1, 3. Because it says here, John chapter 1, verse 3, it says here, all things were what? 
all things were what? Made by him. And without him was what? Was not anything made that was made. Then in verse 4 it says, and him was, and him was, and him was life, and the life was the what? Light of man. In other words, what's the saying here? In him was life. In other words, in no word, in no word, in no word was what? Life. In the word was what? Life. In the word was what? Life. We'll look at Proverbs 4.20. In the word is what? Life. Proverbs 4.20 says what? Says what? My son do what? Attend to my what? Words. In the word is what? Life. He said attend to my Attend to my word, incline thy ear unto my saying. In other words, make sure you attend to it. Make sure you have it going into your ears all the time. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep it before your face all the time. What? The what? Keep what before your face? Keep what before your face? Keep what in your ears? Attend to what? The word. Why? Then say, keep them where? In the midst of thy what heart, that means I got to meditate on this word, Amen. keep it in my heart, lock it in there, don't allow anybody to put weed on my seed, Amen. say it again, don't allow anything or anyone to put what, weed on my seed, especially if I'm believing God for something big. Amen. If I'm in a life and death situation, I ain't got time for TV. Let me say it again. If I'm in a life and death situation, I don't have time for TV. Because even a commercial will put weed on your seed. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. But that's what it says here. It says, if I attend to his word and incline my ear to his sayings, let them not depart before my eyes, keep them in the midst of my heart. Talking about what? The word which is life. It says, for they are what? They are what? What's life? What's life? The word, for they are life unto those that what? Find them. What's life to those that find it? The word. And what else will it do? And health to some of their flesh. Health to what? All of their flesh. Why? Because the word is seed. The word is seed. And guess what? The health is in the seed. The life is in the seed. All you need is in the seed. Let me say it again. All you need is in the seed. All you need, the money that you need is in the seed. That debt cancellation is in the seed. Come on, your children coming back home is in the seed. Okay. Go back to 1 Peter 1.23 again. See, this should change how you read the Word of God, how you meditate the Word of God. Because now you'll start seeing the Word as God speaking directly to you, planting Word seed and watering that seed that He planted in you. Are you with me out there? So going back to 1 Peter 1.23... Once again, knows what it says here. Being born again, who's he talking about? 
Talking about us, right? Being born again, not of what? Corruptible. See, in other words, a seed that God planted in you was not corruptible. But of what? Incorruptible. By the what? Word of God. So how were you born again? By word seed. Which what? Liveth and what? Abideth for how long? Ever. See, the word is more than just a book full of promises. The word of God is a living force. It's a seed that once planted in the human heart will produce more blessings than you can ever imagine. But it has to be planted by faith in the human heart. It has a supernatural power within it to purchase, come on, to purchase anything you have, anything you want, purchase a harvest, not just for today, but for a lifetime. Come on, are you with me out here? So you need to get excited about the word and start planting more word seed. Amen? Now turn with me to Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Now I want you to believe with me today that you're going to get this. I got one amen. Thank you for one person who's going to believe with me today. <laughs> i say it again. I want you to believe with me today that you are going to get this, that your spiritual ears are open. Come on, say, I'm going to receive this. My spiritual eyes are open, and my spiritual ears are open. Okay. All right. We're born of the Word of God. The Word of God is spirit. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hell, thou art what? Highly favored. The Lord is with thee. And he said, Blessed art thou among women. Now, when he says, Hell, thou art highly favored, this is not just, Hello, Mary. Do you hear me? This is not, Hello, Mary, how you doing? Come on, are you with me? Now think about when God said, man be in our image. Have dominion. Come on, are you with me out here? Those were words, seed, spoken by God. Everything God was, was in those words. Consequently, everything God was, was in Adam. And Adam became everything God is in his likeness and in his what? Image. Now I want you to look at this through your spiritual eyes again and hear it with your what? Spiritual ears. See the same thing is happening to Mary right here. The same thing is happening to Mary right here. The same thing is happening to her. Words seized from God are going into her. Are y'all with me out there? I mean, I said y'all believe with me now. In other words, God's own personal merit messenger has been sent with specific words. And in these words, I want you to hear something. Verse 28, 
And the angel came in unto her and said, what? Hail, that are what? Highly favored or highly graced. Because that's what the word highly favored means. It means grace. Come on, say amen, somebody. And then he said, the Lord is with thee. Now understand this. Something is happening in every word that's coming out of Gabriel's mouth. Let me say it again. Something's happening. Come on. Something's happening in every word that's coming out of Gabriel's mouth. It's happening as he's saying them. Come on, now y'all see it. It's happening as he what? As he's saying them. Come on, do you understand what I'm saying here? These are what? Word seeds straight from heaven, folks. See, everything God speaks comes to pass instantly. If God said you have seven toes, guess what? You would have seven toes right now. Come on, are you with me out here? But what did he, he say here? Then he said, listen to this now. Then he said, bless art thou among women. See, the word blessing or bless. Remember in Genesis 1.26, God blessed Adam. Come on. And then we read in Psalms 8.5, and said he made him a little lower than the angels. And then God crowned him with what? Crowned him of glory and honor. God crowned man with his glory. Saying what? Saying, fruitful be. Say it again. God crowned man with his glory, saying what? Fruitful be. He wasn't fruitful until God said that. Did you get that? He wasn't fruitful until what? God said that. Come on. The blessing. Somebody say the blessing. He said, bless art thou among women. The blessing. See, what was God doing? God was using a force called blessing. And he created this universe with that same force. What did he do? He put the force called blessing on Adam. Are you with me out there? He put the force called blessing on who? On Adam so that Adam could use that same force to run the universe. What's it called? What's it called? Now, locked in that word blessing, when he said to Mary, blessed. When he said to Mary, what? Blessed. In that word was every word spoken in the covenant of God concerning Jesus. When he said what? Bless. Let me say it again. In that word was every word spoken in the covenant of God concerning Jesus. For example, go to Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. Let's give you an example. Because we know, as we know, the Greek word Christ was not translated except for one or two places in the New Testament. And Christians for hundreds and hundreds of years thought Christ was Jesus' last name. Come on, are you with me out there? 
they had no idea what the word Christ meant. And it's actually a Greek word, but it's a Greek translation of a Hebrew word, Messiah. Amen? The translation of the word Messiah into English is anointed or anointing. The translation of the Greek word Christ is anointing or anointed. Are you following me out there? Now, when you look at this, amen, and you know it, you'll see it in Isaiah 11, 1, where it says, And there shall come forth what? There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. These are what? These are what? Word seeds. Who's speaking them? Who's speaking them? God. It said, There shall come forth a rod out of what? Stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall what? Rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of what? Of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of what? Quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. Now I want you to couple that with Isaiah 10, 27, and it shall come to pass... Isaiah 10, 27, and it shall what? Come to pass in that day that his what? Burden shall be taken away off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Because of the what? The anointing. Now those words... Those words and those promises were spoken hundreds of years before Jesus came on the scene. Right? Jesus came and preached in Luke 4.18. Turn there. What did Jesus come and preach? Luke 4.18. For you who are turning your Bibles, I'll let you give you time to get there. Amen. You're not going to cheat like people who are watching the screen. They got a cheat sheet on the screen. <laughs> Luke 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is what? What did he preach? The Spirit of the Lord is what? Upon me. Because he's what? Anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. All of these words like these. And I just use these words as an example. All these words, all these are words that were spoken. And they were words seized that were what? That were planted. God had what? God sold these words. Come on, are you with me out here? Matter of fact, Isaiah 53, 4 says, surely, 53, 4, he says, surely he is what? Born our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and what? Afflicted. Come on, this was hundreds of years before he even came on the scene. But he was wounded for our what? Transgression. He was bruised for our what? Iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was what? Upon him with his stripes. We are what? We are healed. Now every word. Somebody say every word. Every word. Throughout, from Genesis through Malachi, spoken about Jesus was 
in that word blessed that he said to Mary. Let me say it again. Every word throughout from Genesis through Malachi spoken about Jesus was in that word blessed when he said blessed art thou. All that was in that one word. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Let's go back to Luke 128. Let's look at it. Luke 128. All of that was what? In that word when he said what? Bless. From Malachi, everything written about Jesus was in that one word, blessed. 128. The angel came in unto her and said, Hell, thou art what? Highly favored. The Lord is with thee. What? Bless. Art thou what? Among women. And it says in verse 29, when she saw him, she was what? Troubled at his saying. And cast in her mind what manner of salutation there should be. In other words, it stirred her up. Come on. She's saying, what is he talking about? Verse 30, and the angel said unto her, fear not, Mary, for thou hast what? Found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a what? Son. And shall call his name what? Jesus. And he shall be what? Great. And shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give him the throne of his father David. And he shall what? Reign over the house of Jacob for how long? Forever. And his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said, listen to this now. Then said Mary to the angel, how shall this be seeing I know not a man? Now everything he said to her are word seed. Everything he said to her. Every word was what? Word, seed. He had specific instructions on what to say to Mary. What to what? What to plant in Mary. Are you with me out there? Amen? Verse 35. And the angel said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of highness shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called what? The Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she also has conceived a son in her old age, and in, the, in this in the sixth month of her, who was called barren. For with God, for with God, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Because if I take God at his word and he speaks that word, that word's going to create something because it can create something that people said was impossible. But notice what it says here. And Mary said, this is key. Mary said, remember God said, light be. Remember God took that man and said what? Man, be. Notice what Mary says here. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be. I give y'all time to catch up. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, 
be. Be it unto me according to thy word. Angel said, I'm done. She got it departed. What did she do? She mixed faith with the word of God, and nine months later, she gave birth. But she did what? She mixed faith. Come on. Now, let's remind ourselves again. Go back to John 1.14. Let's remind ourselves again from the book of John what took place right there. John chapter 1, verse 14. What took place? Where she said, Be it unto me according to thy what? According to thy what? Word. John 1, 14 says, And the word. The word was what? The word was what? The word was made flesh. What word? The word she that was spoken and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father full of what? Grace and truth. Everything Jesus was, everything he did, everything he said while he was on this earth was in those seeds. In that what? Seed. Those, word those words became seedful. Everything he was, everything he did, everything he said was in that seed. Was in that what? Seed that was planted who? In Mary. When God said, blessed. And she said, be. If everything wasn't in that seed, then it would be corrupted. If there was something that wasn't in that seed, then it would be corruptible. But that was an incorruptible seed that came straight from God, and that was a seed to his flesh. Come on, are you with me? Y'all said y'all was going to get this. And what happened? And the Holy Spirit hovered over her. And those words that that angel spoke, grace, favor, and blessing. Oh, come on. Y'all with me out there. But she, he said, bless, right? He said, bless, right? But what blessing was the angel talking about? The blessing of? The blessing of? The blessing of Amber. Well, go to Galatians 3.18. What blessing was the angel talking about when he said blessed? It was the blessing of who? Abraham. Galatians 3.18. Y'all still believing with me, right? Look at what the apostle says here. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more promised, but God gave it to what? Abraham by what? Promise. Abraham by what? Promise. Wherefore, then served the law. It was added because of the transgression till the what? Till the what? Seed should come 
seed shall come to whom the promise was made and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. When God made promise to Abraham, he was making promise to Jesus and his seed. Say it again. When God made promise to Abraham, he's making promise to Jesus and his what? Seeds. Not seeds as in many. Look at verse 16. Go back up. Verse 16. Now to Abraham and his seed were the what? Abram and his seed was the promises made. He said, not to what? Seeds as of many, but as of what? One and to thy seed, which is Christ, which is the anointed one. All of that was in that word when Gabriel spoke to Mary, and that's what gave birth to Jesus and brought him into this earth, folks. Let me say that again. All of that was in that word. When the angel spoke to Mary, and that was, that was the word that gave birth to Jesus and brought him into this earth. Now what makes all this exciting is verse 29 of Galatians chapter 3. Because it says, if you be Christ. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. And are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise? God wasn't after Jesus. He already had Jesus. All this was done because God was after you. He was after you. Now go back to Ephesians 2.5. Now that you have all this locked in, you got it all locked in, right? Come on, you got all this locked in, right? Let's read this again. Say we're coming back to this. Verse 5 says, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ, by grace are you saved. And has raised us up together, made us sit together where? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Go down to verse 8. For by for by are you what? Through what? Faith. And that is not of yourself. It is the what? It is the gift of God. It says by his grace and favor. By what? By his what? You were what? By his what? You were what? By his what? You are what? So grace is the active agent here. But we're talking about the same active agent that was working in that little girl's womb. Come on, are you with me out there? That grace, which is the Spirit of God himself, we'll keep a marker here and go to Romans 8, 4, 16. That word, that grace was the same active agent that was working in Mary's womb, folks. And you were saved by what? You were saved by what? That same grace. Amen. 
Romans 4, 16. Therefore it is of what? Faith. Faith that it may, might be by what? Faith. Grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to how much of the seed? All the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but that also which is of faith of what? Abraham, who is the what? Father of us all. Now you know why it's impossible to please God without faith. Amen. It's by faith. It's by faith. That I might be, that it might be by It's by faith. That it might be by It's by That it might be by grace. No other way around, folks. The grace came on Mary. The what? The grace came on Mary, but when she believed what God said and said, Be it done unto me, she mixed faith. She mixed faith, and then the grace went into action. Amen. Amen. Hear what I just said? She makes faith, and when that faith seen that, when the grace seen that faith, now it connected and went into action and started creating that baby on the inside of her. Come on. What does it say here? It's a faith that it might be by grace. Now go back to Ephesians 2.8. Once again, it says, for by for by what? Grace, you are what? You're saved through what? Faith. And that not of yourself is a what? Get to God. So the grace was the active agent. Through what? Through faith. What was faith? Faith was the connection. Did you get me? Faith was the what? Faith was connection. Come on, you can see grace in verse 10. Look at verse 10. For we are his what? Workmanship created in what? In Christ Jesus, then unto one. Jesus unto what? Good words, which God has before ordained that we should what? Walk in them. Listen, there's nobody in this room. There's nobody on this planet. Out of all the billions of people in this earth, in the mind of God, there's not any in the mind of God there's not any sick in the mind of God all poverty all the sickness all the sin all the disease was put on Jesus all of it somebody say all of it so that means there's no such thing as an insignificant human being. Tell neighbor, there's no such thing. Why? Because all of that we just listed is in the curse. But what? guess what? He bore. He bore it all. Somebody say he bore it all. Inside you are good works. Inside you is the grace of God. 
if you activate your faith, grace will go to work on your behalf. So don't go around saying, I'm insignificant. Don't go around saying, I'm just a nobody. And if you're saying that, get born again. Why? There was an awesome price paid for you. For you to go around saying, I'm insignificant. I'm a nobody. There's no such thing. Listen, there's no such thing as an insignificant human being. There's no such thing as an insignificant calling. If you took the smallest little born-again person, the smallest little born-again person with the smallest job in the entire body of Christ, and you're the smallest one in the whole bunch, what does Jesus say in Matthew 11, 11? He said, Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there has not been risen a greater than what? John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is what? Is greater than he. Listen, you own the kingdom. If you really knew and understood what heaven has set aside for your little tiny calling, You'd be shocked to find out this calling ain't as small as you thought it was. Cleaning the bathrooms ain't as small as you thought it was. Cleaning the carpet is not as small as you thought it was. Working in sound is not as small as you thought it was. Cleaning babies' diapers is not as small as you thought it was. What did the Bible say in Ephesians 1.3? Blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has what? Blessed us with what? All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in his anointing. And it's what? But it's all in the seed, folks. Tell name it's all in the seed. So what do you have to do? You have to do what the Apostle Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.6. You got to do what he says to do. He says, wherefore I what? 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. 2 Timothy, rather. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou what? Do what? Serve the gift, which is where? Which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? Power and love and a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoners. But be thou what? Partakers of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God, who has what? Saved us. Who has what? Saved us and did what? Called us with what? With a holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his what? His own purpose and which was given us, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Say amen, somebody. So the question is, are you doing what God called you to do? 
Why? No matter who you are, God has put a holy calling in you. Let me say it again. God has put a what? He has designed and called you to meet a need that nobody else can meet like you. Hear what I just said. He has designed and called you to meet a need that nobody else can meet like you can. See, you may be called to be in business. You may be called to be in a ministry of prayer. You may be called to a ministry of healing on your job, in your neighborhood, or just in your family. But no matter what the calling is, it's important in the work of God and the plan of God, and you need to start following it. Stir up the gift on the inside of you. Get back to what God has called you to do. Because why? In the eyes of God, whatever it is, that calling is vital to him. And there are untapped graces in you. There are untapped graces in you that God is waiting for you to activate your faith so those graces can go into action. Come on, say amen, somebody. Tell your neighbor, it's time. Come on, tell somebody, it's time. Why? There's been too much invested in you. For you to sit on what God has placed on the inside of you. Lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Too much invested in you. For you to be sitting on what God has placed in you. For by grace are you saved. You don't realize what's working on the inside of you. There's a grace in you. But the only thing that's going, the only way that thing's going to be released is you got to go out in faith. You got to step out in what? Faith. Because faith releases the grace to work on your behalf. Are you with me out there? Hallelujah. But faith only comes by what? And hearing by the what? No faith, no grace. No grace, no faith. Grace is the active agent, but it only goes to work through your faith. Put your hands to the Lord.